The day they started spinach juice, within three weeks they ended up in an emergency room with kidney stones. Hi, I'm Dr. Dimple Jangda. I'm your podcast host and I welcome you to A Gut Story. This is a podcast, a platform where we're going to discuss healthy everything. A healthy body, healthy mind, healthy emotion, healthy energetics and a healthy spiritual journey. We're going to also discuss stories of courage, grit, confidence, discipline and patience that helped several people overcome tragic events in their life and physical trauma. And we're also going to learn from several natural sciences like Ayurveda, naturopathy, homeopathy, yoga on how to reset our body back to good health and bring ourselves back closer to nature. Welcome to A Gut Story with yours truly, Dr. Dimple. 30 years ago, wellness was not a concept or a word. Post-colonial rule, our country was devastated, destroyed. We did not understand the value of our own sciences like yoga, naturopathy, homeopathy, everything was destroyed. The Vedic scriptures were destroyed, the languages were destroyed. English became like our main language also. If you don't speak English, you don't get a good job, you don't get money and everything, right? And I was completely sidelined, yoga was sidelined. Yoga and giving wellness back to people. That was his commitment to humanity. To, you know, serve humanity is a rent you pay to live on this planet. And he's more than paid his rent. And he's here to like honor me by speaking about you know, gut health and Ayurveda and the book, and I'm just so glad that you need to take our time for this. Pleasure is all mine. After going through this book, I literally grew manifold because there's so many nuances which came out, well-researched, ancient wisdom traditions with modern scientific frontiers blended so well. You know, as she said that the colonial rule, uh, how could they have broken the backbone of India, the Soni Kicheria? So it's very systematically, they dismantled Ayurveda discredited it, they dismantled yoga, discredited it, and they dismantled our Bharatiya Sanskriti, Sanskars, Bhavas and Gunas. That was the only way they could have crippled us. So Ayurveda was replaced by empirical and harsh chemicals. Uh, yoga was replaced by meaningless movements like PT, was called PT, and our Desi Sanskriti was destroyed beginning with refined sugar. So this is what happened to us. You know, after I went through this book, there are three lines of uh, Vedic Shastras came to my mind. Asthatoma Sadghamaya, Tamasoma Jyotir Ghamaya, Nrityoma Amritum Ghamaya. This whole book could be summarized in these three shlokas. Asthatoma Sadghamaya means from illusion to the absolute. Oh God, take me from unreal to real. Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya from ignorance to darkness. This book enlightens you. And last one, Mrityoma Amrutum Gamaya, take me from impermanency to permanency. Make me the reference point of the absolute. Make me aware of the spirit. Antrik Jagruti Chaitanya Bhav, Drashta Bhav. This is what we are all about, aren't we? So this book, she champions the cause of gut health. And truly the way microbiomes, microbiota explained and connected with Jataragni, without which we just can't function. And And our stomach, our the laboratory, the best organic laboratory and the best organic pharmacology. So well explained. I really urge you all to read this book. So my you know my first question comes to you, Dimple, that A 
By the way, you guys must know that she left a lucrative career in Chicago being an investment banker. And I think it was seven, eight years back that you yeah. came into uh, came in Bombay, correct. It was only then that you know, I walked into your clinic. Let me tell you very honestly, those days I did not have other doctors in my team. I used to send my patients to her. Yeah, that's true. And most high profile patients. And I said, okay, don't mind the clinic, it's being renovated. But you will come back alive, whole, wholesome and healed. And they blessed me after months. Literally blessed me. Ayurveda throbs into you. I'm sure you breathe Ayurveda, you dream Ayurveda, you live Ayurveda. What are the next steps and what is the future? Holds good for Bharat, Ayurveda and this world. I'm, I'm so glad you started over that question. So, you know, I did not believe in Ayurveda. I called my friend and said, listen, tell me what to do. I'm buying all the clothes, getting my hair cut down, getting my makeup done. She said, why don't you go to an Ayurveda clinic and get a few, you know, Ayurvedic patients done. I said, I don't have six years to look good. I got so pissed at her when she said that. And this is the same friend, by the way, who had adenocarcinoma, lung cancer, when we were in school. Chemotherapy, radiotherapy, beasting. She went through all kinds of therapies during school and nothing worked. You know, the cancer kept coming back aggressively. That's when we realized the psychosomatic origin of diseases. But she healed herself completely using just nutrition. Just nutrition. There were days together she wouldn't eat food. She'd be fasting. And there were days together she would eat food like 10 people would in one meal. And it used to shock me what she was doing. And she said, I'm just listening to my body. And she reversed cancer. And I didn't believe in Ayurveda, nothing. So at the peak of my career when I was a banker in Chicago, in New York, I was rubbing shoulders with some of the most powerful men in the US. And just like most people in India do, I preached Western culture. I idealized it. I thought the whites had it all right and we had it all right. I thought the Americans were the most supreme creatures of this world. I did think that. You know, I admitted that this was probably one of the biggest fallacies of my life. At the peak of my career, I had everything. I had a big fat bank balance, which I never imagined I would have at that age. I was walking with some of the most powerful men. I was the only woman in that circle at that point in time, heading $550 million worth of transactions. Even to this day, it shocks me that I want to leave that. At the peak of my career, I started feeling numb and unhappy and I didn't know why. As per social media rules, I should be the happiest person in the world. Good clothes, globetrotting lifestyle, business class tickets, you know, like five countries in one month sometimes, you know, most powerful people. I was checking off all the boxes where I was unhappy and nobody had the answers for it. And I packed my bags, left it in storage there. It's still in storage. It's been seven years. New York is waiting for me to come back and collect my stuff. And I came back to India and this time I spoke to the universe and I had conversations with the universe like mad people would. Mad people talking themselves. I was literally talking to myself in the mirror. I was talking to the universe. I said, everything that I've ever wished for, you made it come true. I'm very grateful. Tell me what you want from me and make it come true. No questions asked. And that's when the universe said, I read in different words. I read Sadhguru's book. I found inner engineering very peaceful. I said, oh, wellness is happening. I'm feeling well. I saw it like how my French friends, who I idolized, and I still do because they understood feminism, they understood equality and stuff. I started seeing India like my tourist friends did. I was in the countryside in Rajasthan, Gujarat, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Karnataka, women bathing topless in the ponds there, and there was no body shaving in the villages, and I was like, how is it that in the city we are so sick? The holdings out here tell us that we're not pretty enough. And there, I see these obese women, you know, I mean, different shapes and sizes, bathing topless, and they were completely comfortable. 
with who they were and they were so happy and they had no questions asked. And I met this shepherd on the highway between Udaipur to Bhavnagar and Gujarat and I was travelling like a mad woman alone with a car and a driver to different different cities and my mother couldn't understand what I was doing. And I couldn't explain either. I said, I'm just following the universe. It will guide me to the answers. And I met a shepherd. That was my epiphany. I met a shepherd who was dressed in that frock, Gujarati frock. And I was wearing black trousers, white shirt with a T button and a jeans. So I was dressed like a man and he was dressed feminine. I asked him, you know, is this what you do for a living? And he's like, yeah. And he was so happy and peaceful. It was so amazing to see his face. And he said some really interesting things. You know, I said, are you happy? You know, with this life, like he doesn't have a watch. He doesn't have a smartphone. You know, he doesn't have a TV probably at home and he's grazing, you know, the sheep every day. He said, why not? Clear sky, clean air, good food, I'm going home for dinner. What else can I ask for? And that hit me. Happiness was so simple. And I wanted to bottle that happiness and sell it to the world and become a multi-millionaire because I'm a Marani businesswoman and I have to make money out of everything. Which the intention was not right at that point in time, but it came around later. Now, I feel like I'm the richest I've ever been in my life. This is how it all started and our vision has been from day one to this day. The same sentence, it hasn't changed, the grammar, the spelling. Our vision is to make Ayurveda a global phenomenon and a household practice. How do we Ayurveda on that today? You know, so one more line of summary, which I'll come later. But Lord Dhanavantri, who literally gave us Ayurveda and you must know that imperial medicine learned uh, intravenous from Shushruta, even suturing from Shushruta. Okay, that's secondary. But somebody asked Lord Dhanavantri that what all can be used as medicine in Ayurveda? And Lord Dhanavantri said, ask me what not can be used. So in Ayurveda, we have herbal minerals, we have metals, we have mercury, we have gold, silver, copper, Panchadhatu, Panchamabhuta and Ayurveda says your breath can be your medicine. Your meditation, Akasha can become medicinal. Your sleep becomes medicinal. Everything, your Dincharya, if it is appropriate, judicious. Now, she has spoken about Dincharya so vividly well. So Dimple, please tell us why this Dincharya and Ritucharya. Ritucharya is as per the season. Behavior and choice of life, intelligence, sensible. So why Dincharya is very important for human life? So the first thing that we need to understand is that we're a piece of nature. Okay, We come from nature, we go back to nature. We're made of only five elements, earth, water, fire, air and space. There's nothing magical about us. We're like a house plant, to be honest, with complex emotions. What we need is sunlight, water, nutrients and love as a bonus. Love is a bonus. We got lucky as human beings that we are able to express our emotions, have friendship, have children, have partners, which plants can't have. But technically, we're just like houseplants. We must follow the rules of nature. So if you look at human beings from space, go further away. Earth is a tiny blue dot. We are a tiny speck of dirt on Earth, if I might say. Because when we die, we dissolve back into Earth, water, fire, air, space. We can take nothing with us. So if your birth and your death is determined by the play of these five elements, your entire lifespan is also determined by the play and dominance of these elements, which means when the sun rises, it is influencing the fire in your body. 
when the moon rises, it's influencing the water in your body. Just like how it influences the oceans that are waves, of course our body is getting influenced by it. So following the circadian rhythm allows you to tap into the biological energy clock of Mother Nature. If I have to say dynamic words, there's an energy clock in Mother Nature. You can go without food and water for several days, without food for several years in fact. If you just learn how to absorb nutrients from the sun's rays and from the water you drink, you can perfectly survive. Lord Mahavira was able to do that for 40 years. Buddha was able to do it for several years. You know, Jesus Christ was also able to fast for several years and now people are getting Nobel Prize to prove that fasting for three days can reverse cancer cells. So that means eating is causing diseases, fasting is reversing diseases. Now Mother Nature has a clock for everything. The birds rise, before sunrise they start chirping, they wake us up, they tell us that it's time. It helps us release serotonin in our body, listening to the birds chirp. When we walk barefoot in the grass, we're grounding all the electric energy from the dead cells. You know, when the cells die, they release the electron, that electric energy inside our body can cause a lot of disturbances. Walking barefoot helps us ground it. So when we wake up with the sunrise, even birds, cows, goats and sheep don't eat food after sunset. We're the only human beings that are breaking all rules of nature and hence we have created diseases in our body. So circadian rhythm is a dhinacharya and Ritucharya says, you have to abide by the rules of the season as well. You must eat seasonal, eat local and live a global life. Dal chawal khake, you become more famous and rich than eating pasta and burgers and fries and sandwiches, let me tell you. Because those foods are not designed for digestion. Those foods are not even decomposing when they put in a glass chair for several days together. They don't decompose, they have no sign of fungus. They remain indigestible, even by the harshest of chemicals and fire. So it is impossible for us to digest it. When we play by the rules of nature, we're tapping into energy. It's like plugging your phone into the charging point every night. You charge your phone every night. You must charge your body by plugging into the elements of nature. That's how nature plays a very powerful role in reversing diseases, most importantly, preserving health. So we should instead focus all our energies on preserving health. When we get our basics right, our foundation right, when we plug into the mothership, then we're sorted. After that, your aspirations, personal aspirations for your career, for your relationships, for your family life comes into play and you'll be able to give 100% to it because your foundation is very strong. So, so well said. Our unit rhythm getting synchronized with the universal cosmic rhythm. So, you know, there's a principle of Ritta. Ritta is a regulatory principle of this universe which we call God. Regulatory essence. So, Ritta gives birth to Ritu. Yeah. Ritu gives birth to rhythm, rhythm gives birth to Riday, and that gives birth to Rhythm Pragya. You have explained the micro, you know, Yathapinde Tatha Brahmande, the Shivji's first statement ever, that as is the micro, so is the macro, so well explained in many words. And it comes to my mind that Ayurveda says, one human seed is good enough to influence your health. Forget the whole field of cumin seeds, but one cumin seed. So can you please explain that our Indian condiments, Indian spices and Indian herbs can, are literally magical. So please, how they influence our gut health, which you've really elaborated, go into that part and please tell them that not to disregard what we've been used to doing in our Sanskriti for long, our Dadima's Nuskas. Absolutely. So, you know, today I was having an argument with my PR team. They said, you know, can you put in the basket cookies and biscuits? And I said, 
do you even realize what you're asking of me? What did I give my celebrity clients? Dr. Mickey will validate it. I gifted them a kansa masala box. And my yeah. team passionately sat and filled it up with jeera, saaf, kaldi, ilaichi, long. And we gave them millets. Bajra, jawar, makhai, ragi, tohuni, amaran. In packets which was very well designed but no brand on it. Why? Because the farmers are our true givers. We don't need brands. And that's what all the celebrity clients received for this Diwali. And the message went out strongly. Let's not gift each other sugary treats and mikhai and gift each other diseases like diabetes. Children are now getting diagnosed with diabetes type 2. Instead, let's gift each other millets and spices. Why is it a shame for us to gift millets and spices? Is it because it's a star? No. We, should, we must take pride in these things because these are the ones that have actually fixed our health. And when did I learn this? During lockdown, I was in Bangalore for about 8 months in Bangalore, Chennai, away from Bombay. And my aunt would make all these things at home, everything, right from pickles to the mithais. And I used to love going to her house because I could feel my grandma's presence. That she was cooking exactly like the way my grandmother did. And this is my mommy ji and I have a very special relationship. And I asked her, I said, every day in Bombay, my challenge is what to eat for breakfast. And she gave me seven minutes. Bajra, Jawar, Makhai, Dhaki, Dhoto, Meet, Amran. She said, Rose, iska dalia banana. So she pani me boil karna, namak aur khaldi dalna. And since then, my mental health transformed. Because I started becoming so productive in the mornings. I said, oh wow, one grain has changed my life. And then I started digging into jeera, saan, akhadanya, ilaichi. So I remember Dr. Namita also saying, you know, that when we were giving medicines to our patients in the clinic, and we started giving digestive tea. We used to make it in the clinic. You know, we used to roast it in the clinic. Jeera, saan, akhadanya, ilaichi, thodi si, ajwai. And we used to make a powder and give it to the patients ki, Within a day, they call back saying, Bloating has gone, gases has gone, flatulence has gone, and headaches induced from the gas has gone, productivity level has gone up, and within a few days, their constipation, diarrhea, IBS symptoms disappeared, the skin was glowing, and hair was glowing. They said, What's happening? And Dr. Namina said to me, and it stuck to me, if you change the water of that person, you change that person's body and health. And all I did was put Indian spices in that water, infuse it. Because unfortunately, the water filters we're using and the water tankers that are bringing the water has corroded the quality of the water. There's no prana left in it. There's no source of life left in it. So we boil the water with these essential spices that are giving their body and carbonated properties into that water. And when you drink that, it changes you, right? Now, modern scientists, there was this white guy who made an Instagram video and it made an impact on me again. You know, and I say white guy because, you know, we look up to them for validation, right? Research. Haldi has anti-inflammatory properties. Grandmothers didn't wait for research reports to say that haldi mere beti ke liye hai. They spent hours together in front of the fire. They were the real scientists in the backbone of this country who discovered food chemistry, virudahar, understanding which combination of foods to eat. Now they realized ki haldi ka inflammatory benefits to to get the maximum out of it, we must put a little pepper and fenugreek to it. Modern scientists took out curcumin out of haldi and made a tablet and then they found that it's not effective. Then they said, oh, let's add pepper to it. They found another biomedical term for it and they put pepper to make the availability, bioavailability of the nutrients. Then they found it's still not getting absorbed in the bloodstream. Then they added a little fenugreek. This was my grandmother's recipe. And you made a massive scientific circus out of it for 20 years to discover that this works. Our grandmothers made rasam, sambar, dal. And they put these tarkas in every day, jeera rice. Such simple recipes and you know palak paneer, do you know it is the most scientific dish that we have in our kitchen? We've been telling our patients stop drinking spinach juice, stop having spinach smoothies. 
and they all went through this trend and mind my words on instagram when i posted this i had at least 50 people write back to me saying that the day they started spinach juice within 3 weeks they ended up in the emergency room with kidney stones because spinach is a rich source of oxalate which binds to the calcium in your body what did our grandmothers do they realized that we need to transform this they blanched spinach in hot water which reduced the oxalate level and this has been scientifically proven now and then they put that spinach in cold water to prevent it from becoming dark it remained fresh green they made a paste out of it curry out of it then they gave a tadka to it they put haldi fenugreek they put bay leaves and they put paneer which is a rich source of calcium so that spinach bound with the paneer Not with the calcium in our body. What a scientific dish it was, and the Westerners ruined it by making spinach juice and spinach smoothies, and many people have ended up in the hospital. So simple spices like this: take ten spices in your kitchen: cumin, fennel, coriander, cardamom, cayenne. These five should be. Then the heaty spices: cinnamon, clove, grated ginger, pepper, star anise, lemongrass, bay leaf if you're lucky, star anise, nutmeg, parsley. Pandra spices are in your kitchen. This kitchen is your वायु and there are five kinds of vayus you know apan vayu vyan vayu uran vayu please tell us about that how in ayurveda when we manage our food only well yeah. the elimination of toxins are to the highest best ever all your free radicals even the free radicals of over exercising you know people believe in over exercising people believe in push culture people believing running you know thousands of kilometers but excuse me excessive running gives you oxidative stress and ayurveda can take care of oxidative stress of your biological waste of your mental and emotional by products also and of course of your lack of sleep as well so please explain exercising excessively running can also create oxidative stress right it i've noticed actually people bodybuilders coming to the clinic and i know by default that bodybuilders come female and male bodybuilders my words I have a female bodybuilder who works for the United States of America Army. She's part of the army there, and she's professionally competing for bodybuilding. And I see female bodybuilders from India also come to me. Same symptoms are noticed. The liver is very toxic because excess protein that has been undigested, and this protein enters the large intestine in an undigested form. It triggers cancer cells, and colon cancer risk has actually gone up by twenty-seven percent. And I know by default when I see bodybuilders, these are the symptoms I see. I know by default when I see people from Europe, from France especially, they have a lot of skin diseases, psoriasis, eczema, rosacea, all of them. And I'm wondering why, because we're having a lot of cheese and grapes together, which is a toxic combination, poisonous combination that can cause instant death in infants. That's how dangerous it is. And they've been doing cheese with fruit platter, which was not part of their culture, but suddenly somewhere the food industry messed it up, and they started doing that. So Ayurveda has a solution for all of the simple remedies. Wake up in the morning, and the first thing you put in your mouth is 200 ml of warm water. Water is prana's source of life. You start your day with water, end your day with water. Add one teaspoon ghee to your constitution. 
vata imbalances, pain, dryness, roughness, especially if you're a runner, there's a lot of stress in your body. Ghee has butyric acid, which lubricates your stomach, your GI tract, your intestines, your colon, and allows smooth evacuation of waste. And ghee is the only ingredient in the pancha amrut, in all the ingredients in the kitchen, that can put heavy metals out of our and heavy metals are getting included in our body, introduced through the drinking water, through the air we breathe nowadays, through the food we eat, even if it's organic vegetables, it's of no use because the earth is polluted right now. How do we get these heavy metals out of our body on a daily basis? Ghee and warm water. Some people are also beginning to have haldi water, which is not a good idea. Haldi is always had with milk because milk is a good fat carrier that takes the anti-inflammatory benefits of haldi to every organ in the body. Okay, so these Western habits you need to skip and go back to your you know, haldi dood instead of calling it turmeric latte and you know, paying $5 and $15 and God knows how much money you're paying for it. Go back to your kitchen for these simple remedies. Another remedy is abhyamram. Back in the day, people used to do abhyamram every day. They had the time to do an abhyamram, which is a full body oil massage. And now I'm meeting a lot of celebrities who are saying they have abandoned the soap. They don't use a body wash and soap. They simply do a coconut oil massage, jump into the shower. That's all they do. Oil can pull grease off your body and dirt off your body and at the same time lubricate your skin and prevent the loss of moisture. Hey guys, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave a comment below so we can learn how to improve ourselves. Like, subscribe and definitely share this with your loved ones, your friends, family and relatives so you can become an influencer of good health in their lives. Until my next episode, here's wishing you unconditional happiness, love, forgiveness, kindness, empathy, compassion in everything that you do. Here's Dr. Dimple Jagra signing off.